Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. I got the privilege to sit down with Kylie Morgan as she comes through Vegas. We got to talk music. Being a tourist on the West Coast. Yeah, West Coast is the best coast. Her favorite covers. Growing up in Oklahoma, the move to Nashville, TikTok, and so much more. Let's get to know Kylie Morgan. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. What a beginning with Kylie Morgan. How are you today? I am so damn good. I don't you know are if I'm so allowed to cuss, but I just did. You can fucking say whatever you want to cuss. <laughs> okay, amazing. This is on them interweb things, man. <laughs> amazing. So, West Coast? West Coast, best coast. Moonshine Flats last night. Moonshine Flats last night. Stoney's tonight. I truly, like, I have been wanting to do dates on the West Coast for so long, and this is, like, finally the first time that I'm over here doing multiple dates, and my mermaid salty self is just thriving. I'm so happy. You, did you go to the beach? Absolutely. I haven't been to the water in a while. I promised myself, no matter, no matter how much time we make, whatever. I know it's like it's so easy to be in and out, but like, I want to be a tourist. At least do one touristy thing when I go to each city. Right. And I am the queen of also like extending any trip. For instance, playing Vegas tonight. What am I doing? Staying in Vegas tomorrow. When do you leave? Um, Sunday. Beautiful. Yes, I'm like I'm all the way here. I'm I'm Vegas in it. You should <laughs> yes. absolutely. It's funny. Austin, who you played with last night, is playing here tomorrow night, and I believe him and Lex are staying till Tuesday. Oh well, there. Wow, that's aggressive. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> last time I was here, my fiance Jay Allen played yes. Stonies, and I knew he was playing this venue. I don't think I've told you this. Maybe I did when I was drunk last time. But I was like, if you're playing Stonies, I want to play that venue. I'm gonna go. And maybe crash your performance for like two songs so I can get booked at this venue. <laughs> and do you remember what I said to you? Here's the deal. We can have a break in the middle of it. You can play. But I made you promise me one song and you did not play it. I know. Don't be mad. You got it. You got your ass handed to you. That I night, did. Though. I did. But I'm going to make up for it tonight because this is Shoulda, which is the song that you wanted me to play, is a complete like full band needed song. Yes. And it's like, OK, acoustic. But when you hear it tonight, especially with the walkout music, it's. It's gonna be worth it, I promise. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not stressed. It's funny that after you did that, and I forget the cover you played because I don't I don't even know if you remember what you played. Uh, Truth hurts. Lizzo. Yes. I'm playing that again tonight. The too. place went nuts. Yes. So I've had a couple artists that come through. Uh, the guys of After Midtown rolled through and they played Scars. Oh, I, I love them. Those guys are so cool. They did Scars by pa Papa Roach, and oh, I was like, "Come that's on, such man!" Such a good song, dude. It was badass. That here. was my ringtone for like all of middle school. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yes. Just dated yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> young. No, you dated yourself young. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that's kind of funny, man. Amazing. What's your favorite thing about playing on the West Coast? Um, I just first of all, I love. Anything to do with, like, the air over here. I don't know why, but every time I'm on this side of the country, I'm just happier. There's always sunshine, which I need consistently. And I swear that ocean is, like, my happy place. So anytime I'm on the West Coast, I can go near the ocean, I'm happy. It just, and the people. I love the people over here. Toes in the sand. Toes in the sand. Where were you born? I was born in the most landlocked state ever, which is maybe why I love the West Coast so much. Um, born in a very small town in Oklahoma. Um, it's a call. It's called Newcastle, which is like the little town that you stop to get gas in on your way to the OU game in Norman. So very tiny town. When we got a Walmart, it was like a huge deal. So I was like pretty much at 12 years old. Was like, Mom. I'm skipping college and I'm moving to Nashville to be a country music artist. I got to get out of this town. And she kind of was just like, I believe you. <laughs> right? Brothers and sisters? 
brothers, uh, no, but I, my band guys are pretty much my brothers. Your family, got it. Um, absolutely, but I have two sisters. Um, my younger sister, who is actually my maid of honor in my wedding, she's 17, and she's going to be president, probably. She's smarter than I am, and probably everyone I've ever met. And then You I can have, actually say she's smarter than our current president. I mean, that's... This um, ball uh, is. This ball is, too. I'm, I'm going to just stop <laughs> what I was about to say, but... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I also have an older sister, and she actually just had a baby, first baby in the family. So I have a little niece. I'm a little nice. partial, but absolutely adore it. What do they think about your big move from Oklahoma to Nashville? Are they still in Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. So, um, well, at 17, she better still be at home. I know, right? Uh, Mom and dad were supportive, but they were terrified. I have never lived away from home until when I was 19 and moved to Nashville. But I started going back and forth at 15, and I met this writing? guy. Writing? Okay. Yes. So um, always written songs by myself, but never with other people. And so I met this guy named Russ Savitson, who pretty much took me under his wing. He owned this... Um, publishing music group out in Nashville. His claim to fame was he was he's a song plugger or was a song plugger, which is pretty much where you go to artists and you're like, I think this song would be a good song for you. Right. And he pitched Achy Breaky Heart to no, he did Billy not. Ray Cyrus. Yes. Wow. So that is his like where everybody knows. Do they him get from. points on that? Or is it just like a one off? So how it works is like um he has publishing on that song. Like okay. a, ri- a writer of his um wrote on it and so he gets publishing from it. Beautiful. Yeah. So it wasn't just a swing and a miss. Wasn't just a swing and a are you a college football fan? I am only because I'm an OU fan. Right. But that's about it. When um, uh, Keith Anderson plays here, he's an Oklahoma State fan. Mm. So I always screw with him. I put up on the TVs a whole bunch of Oklahoma Sooners. So I'm a Nebraska fan, so we used to have some fun back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to die. So truly, I've always been an OU fan, been raised that way. But they are the o- I say they're the only... Um, college football team that's ever paid me because I used to do the fan fest with my band when I was like 17 so I'm like okay well I'm a fan because of that you reason have I have to be obviously but um, I when I released my song I Only Date Cowboys I actually got a video from someone um, they were playing it at the OSU game and I was like oh no <laughs> I was like is this cross like contamination uh, yes. here <laughs> I like it <laughs> I'm here for it I don't think there's anything wrong with that hey dude I mean, if they if they hate you for it, they're still talking about it, so it's good. Hey, all publicity is good publicity. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you've got a new single out, The Independent. With you. With you. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd that one come from? This is the craziest story. And this is also, like, the definition of, like, when we make plans, God laughs, because... It was not even supposed to be released. I thought the song Independent With You was too personal. It's pretty much about me being married to my career, married to my dreams, and every relationship I was ever in got in the way of that. It felt like I always had to choose. It was like, okay, I'd be the girlfriend or I'd be, you know, the country music artist. And then I met Jay, who, thank God, does the same thing I do. And for the first time ever, I didn't have to choose. So I could be like an independent woman. I can do my own thing, but I can also have him supporting me. And so I put up the song right after I went into the studio. My producers, um, Ben Johnson and Shane McAnally, we picked six completely different songs, went in and cut those in the studio. Um, We're mixing them, did the whole thing. And then I just put the demo of Independent With You up on TikTok. And overnight, I woke up. And I thought it was like a glitch because I was like, why do I have an extra 50,000 followers like overnight? What happened? Like what happened? Well, Independent With You hit a million views overnight. And I was like, maybe it was just like a fluke thing. So I'm just going to like post another. <laughs> Did you get goosies? <laughs> and post another video and see what happens. And then that hit two million. And then post another video, another million. And I was like, 
holy shit, like this song isn't too personal. And I had was flooded with messages of so many women being like, you finally put my feelings into a song. Thank you so much. And I was just like immediately like, this is why I do music. Like absolutely truly. And so I begged my label to let me release it because we had a whole plan with this whole other, you know, six songs. Well, you, you have the proof, right? (laughs) Exactly. And finally I was like, listen, you might not realize, but like this song is going to do well. I just know it. I feel it in my bones. And so what's even crazier is they were like, they kind of just like brushed it off. They're like, you know, we, we have this. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to that. Well, then I was like, you know what? If this can blow up and it's not out yet, because everyone's like, when's it going to be out? When's it going to be out? And I didn't have anywhere to turn them. I was like, I'm going to do this and post another one of my older songs that's already out to see if something similar happens. So I posted my song, Cuss a Little, that I wrote with Walker Hayes, of the video that we made a year and a half prior that I posted a year and a half ago, but, like, you know, some people saw. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. So I reposted it, million views. Reposted another one, two million views. And then it went to number, like, I think it was number, like, 16 on the country iTunes charts and immediately got, like, Sirius XM The Highway started playing it, and I, they noticed that TikTok translated to fans and sales and yeah. all of that and concert tickets. And so that's when they were like, maybe we should put out Independent with you. And I was like, Ta-da. yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's listen to an artist label. Yes. So we put it out, and this is what's crazy. is So there's this thing called pre-save links, you obviously yep. know. Um, but they're so important for artists, especially for um, digital, because if you get a lot of pre-saves, that's... Spot it's like Spotify being like, okay, people want to hear this song. And so what's cool so about playlist it. Yes, so they'll playlist it. So what's cool about Spotify is they can see where the listeners came from and exactly how it happened. So truly what was crazy about it is we got like twenty thousand pre-saves on Independent With You. And Universal was like, This is more than like our Keith Urbans, our Carrie Underwoods right. that we get with them. And so after that, I like it convinced them to let me post the pre-save link three weeks prior because usually you only post it like four days before. I don't know why. But I was like, just let me have a pre-save link. Let me be me. Yes. I was like, just let me have a pre-save link. So they gave it to me, got 20,000 pre-saves. And then that translated to it getting playlisted immediately on New Boots on Spotify. And now we're, I think we hit 800,000 streams. It's been out for Beautiful. a month. Um, it's just crazy. And then now what's even more awesome is like, I see people singing it in the crowd at my shows, and I'm like, this is why I do music. I I have this thing where I go up before an artist and I give away some stuff, and then I introduce the artist, and that feeling sometimes when, like, we give away tickets to Country Fan Fest, which is up in Twelve, Utah. It's four or five days. It's fun. This year is Dustin Lynch. It's on my bucket list. You'll get there. I know a guy. Um, good. <laughs> I actually helped him last year with some bands. I booked Tim Montana up there. Oh, Tim is such a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah Tim is fuck that guy. Remember? Do you remember he was um in he was in Vegas when Jay was playing yeah. and it, we like ended up like seeing each other and I was like, this is great. He's crackhead. That dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I should show you some of the he text will tell messages. Tell you that though. <laughs> I should show you some of the text messages. I try and be supportive of him, and some of the shit I get back from him, I'm just like, dude. I love you and all, but oh like, my God. too far. But needless to say, um, when I hand stuff away like that, the way that they scream and that thing, and I always say, this is I understand why an artist does what they do. Sometimes, like, uh, I did it with Granger Smith was here. I gave away these passes because I believe Granger is playing up there for that one or something. I don't remember Such what the tie was to it. He's awesome. But 
the crowd screams so loud and sometimes I have to take a step back and because that you can't consume all that. No. You just can't. So that's when I sit back and I go, these artists that go out and they play these big festivals, M Morgan Wallen, he played three nights, Bridgestone. Look at the people that came out to support that. I can only imagine what that feeling is of truly why I do it. A, like that rush. You can't pay for that. That's a, it's a drug you can't pay for. It is truly a drug that is the highest high. And I always knew, especially when I was little, like I was a show kid. I was like, Mom, I want to put you know a show in the living room or whatever. And and I also was a gymnast for ten years, which I feel like really helped me. First of all, with it was an individual sport, so if anyone right. messes up, it's you. It's your fault. Can't blame. So hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, and it also was like such a discipline thing, and made me realize that like I and I was actually having the same conversation with my bass player um, yesterday. I was like, if you would have told the twelve year old girl that it would take 12 years to finally start like scratching the surface. I don't know if I would have done it. Yeah. Like truly. I mean, well, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah. I th this this dreamer thought that she was going to be headlining stadiums by like 17. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wait, no, it's a 10-year town for a reason, Nashville." Dude, seriously. So how long when you got to Nashville did it take you other than the writing stuff to really get like put in a position where you were label and really doing what you wanted to do? Longer than I thought. Really? <laughs> it like really was like, and what's even crazier is like, technically, I started going back and forth at 15, but that doesn't even count as so far as like time put in. I want to go back the other way. You, how, do you, how do you at 15 years old know that Nashville is the place for you and where do you know where to go? Because we'll call that what, eight, nine years ago? Mm-hmm. How do you know where to go? So it's changed so much, obviously. But I was thankful enough. I signed my first indie record deal with this super small company that was actually created for me in Oklahoma. Based out of? Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, okay. So it was a shit show, I'll be honest. And it like took a lot of therapy and a lot of time for me to realize a lot of deep-rooted issues that came from that. It was just very, like, th I, it was a lot of pressure on I was a kid. And it was just one of those things that, like, it was such a PTSD from the people that I was working with that I was like, if this is a record deal, I don't want it. Right. Like, it was just like, I felt like I was always on the walking on eggshells. And finally, thank God I met Russ through him, the um, the guy who signed me to my first. In Oklahoma, in, you met him. Yeah. So okay. um, he, no, so he, sorry, he brought me to Nashville, introduced me to Russ because he was a common contact through a common contact kind of thing. Right. Met Russ and he was like. You're it. I believe in you. Whatever I need to do. So truly, I was pretty much, I became Russ's daughter, pretty much. I was staying with him and his wife, Denise, every time I would go back and forth to Nashville. Um, before I moved to Nashville, I ended up getting a dog and couldn't take it back. They watched my dog for me until I moved there. Like, And they're still like some of my favorite people. And what's so cool about that relationship, too, is that it had to end, but it also ended so beautifully and not no blad no perfect. bad blood. It was perfect. It was perfect. So um I met him and he was the connecting piece to everything that led thus far. All the stepping stones started with him. What's what's been your your favorite experience so far in the music industry? My favorite, who man, that's a big question. It's a big one. Probably my favorite is to learn from other artists and truly like when I open for an artist that's them like trusting me with their crowd, with sure. their fan base. So like for instance, I just finished my first direct support tour with Nico Moon and he was like, I want a high energy female because my crowd is super high energy. I trust you is pretty much what he's saying. And so to be able to go on tour 
and learn from that artist and see like, how are you a headliner? What are you doing? And how can I do it? Like, how can I implement it? And that's been my favorite part to be able to not only go from like being fans of these people, but being like friends with these people. Right. And so it's like, you know, they say a lot of don't meet your idols, which yes, sometimes, but thankfully in country music, 90% of people are pretty great. Most people have said that that have sat in here that they've said exactly what you just said. Yeah. And thankfully, because I mean, like I can't imagine the pop space. I mean, like R&B. Oh God, no. Uh-uh, I'm out. <laughs> Can't. That's a tough one. I actually just put an offer in for Nico. Um, it's it, a hell of a show. In November, and I'm scared of it, to be honest with you, because this market is really weird. You, you've you seen Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good history here as far as doing what we do, but it's it's scary when you step up and try and do something a little bit different. You know, yep. the Granger... The Granger Smiths of the world that are, I love his camp. Chris Lee is tour manager, one of the nicest guys to work with. They came through here their first time, sold out, came back to town a second time. And they're putting him in a casino somewhere else. And Granger's like, I no, I want to play at Stoney's. Yeah. And that to me is that says the world. And he's been back twice since then. So I mean, like, loyalty is everything. Well, it's loyalty and it's um, experience too. Experience. I don't think that that you can you can touch a place like Stoney's. Once you leave here and go to a house of blues or a hard rock and you double the capacity, it's a different experience. It it's is. Not, and it's not, we are as country as they get. And what's so fun is like, so I, and I do this sometimes, but I kind of feel out the room and I sound check to where I was able to go out on the floor and listen to the sound in the house too. And I was like, okay, good. I can come out here and my wireless reaches out here. There's no feedback because I want to get in the crowd. Beautiful. I want to be in it. Yeah. And if you go to a seated you thing, can't you that. can't do that. I was. Uh, I like to tell the story of Russell Dickerson playing here. I think I shared a little bit with you before his first time here, 250 people, and he worked his way up to the point where he would get out in the crowd, like that Girls' Night Out song he's got. He mm-hmm. would get in the crowd and sing it. and pe- like That'll be me. Vegas is like that. They yeah. want to experience. Scott Stevens comes here, does the same thing. Love Carter, Scott. Yeah, dude. Scott's <laughs> Scott and Jay are signed to the same label. Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been working with Scott probably... F- four years now maybe five years now yeah back when i mean his single was called back was the first time that i met him he doesn't even have that out anywhere i have it on my phone and i I love the song i love who he is as a person but needless to say he came out and taught his new boots dance like during his set it was the greatest thing in the world because i was telling you vegas is about the interaction because you can do anything in vegas you can see anybody it's all here yep um do you want to go see carrie underwood you can you want to go see katie perry you can you want to go see luke bryant you can if you want to see the up-and-comers, there's no better place than Stoney's. Absolutely. And that's what we pride ourselves on. But I always tell the story of is if you want to keep coming here and continuing to come here, you have to build it. And that's what it's about. We'll give you the platform the first time. You have to do your thing. And then after that, we'll work together. And, and you know, that's what I love about, first of all, the way you look at things. Because I look at things the same way as in there's so many times that especially in country music, you know, people are like, oh, how are, like, how did you get to where you are? Which is like funny to me because I'm like, where am I? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Um, And I'm like, work, like work for it. Make the relationships, like spend extra time doing what sometimes you don't want to do or sometimes you don't feel like you need to do. But do it, do it organically as well and and not forced. Exactly. Like enjoy it. I mean, this is the best job in the entire world. Why wouldn't you want to do extra? I've had artists that have come in here before. I won't say any names, but they've come in here and, and their attitude is like, I don't understand why these people care so much about what I'm doing. And I'm like, you signed up for that. What? Yeah. Sit down. Si- <laughs> but I just go, I go back to it. At the end of the day, it's like, 
I told you the story of Famous Enough. All I want people to do is get to know you better, and I do it on an artist-by-artist basis. For me, that's what it's about. If I can expose stuff and get you new fans and get new fans to listen and trust me that Mm -hmm. I'm going to give them something good and new, um, I have a playlist on Spotify, and and I focus on new artists. That's all I really care about. I love that because, and these are my favorite types. First of all, love you, so love just getting to chat and hang out. But I also love that, like, my goal, especially with my artistry, is I don't want people to just be like, oh, yeah, it's that girl that sings independent with you. Like, I want them to know me. I want them to invest in me. I want them to feel like they're a friend. And so things like this and platforms like this are the reason for that. And you did it with the CMA thing this morning, fresh Mm -hmm. out of the shower. I literally watched that and went, oh, my God, balls. You move cotton. But yep. <laughs> I think it's the neatest thing in the world because it shows that you're he- human. Mm-hmm. Like, I have people that don't understand. They think that you guys fly in on a jet, you come down, you do your sound check, you, you LOL, eat, LOL, LOL. <laughs> you, you do your show, hookers and blow, get back on the plane and go to the next place. That, I mean, that's the mindset. Uh, I mean, a few things are true. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Two no, hookers. Yeah. Well, one trip. <laughs> oh my God. No, absolutely not. But um, it truly is like it's so it's so deceiving. And so that's why like I'm super open on my social media. As you, you should be. If you follow me at Kylie Morgan Music, thanks. Um, look here. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow me, you will see that like I am vi- almost sometimes like too honest. Like I mean, I have literal like breakdown videos on my Instagram of me being like, today is shit. It sucks. I feel like no one cares about me and my music, like have those videos. I also have like, you know, the, hey, can I be honest with you? Sometimes my relationship sucks. We need space. We hate each other sometimes and we love it. It's fine. Like you just have to be honest because at the end of the day, it's not always ring lights, camera, makeup, like, and I'm not about that. No, I think the, the the truth of it all is, I think we've learned in the last, I would say just probably four to five years that you have to show your life and mm-hmm. who you are and what you do on a, whether it's going to Target or going to get Starbucks in the morning if you're in that spotlight like you are um, and that's what you're trying to do is build a career where people trust you yep and trust that you're human that's what you have to do and at the end of the day like especially with all this social media and especially with young girls following all of these perfect people is yes. what it looks like yes I'm like first of all that's not real life and second of all I remember being that young girl and looking up to people and being like well, I'll never look like that. I'll never be that. I remember, I'll give you like a very short story, but like, so when I was little, I had really big brown eyes, but all the models had like cat eyes. And I would literally sit in the mirror and I would pull, pull my eyes back <laughs> to try and hope that they would look more like them. And I'm like, no, like that's not what I want. And so that's why, especially like knowing the influence that older women and girls had on me I want to be that for others and younger girls and I'm like I want to show you that it's not always perfect and here's me fresh out of the shower with my hair in a towel and no makeup because this is what it looks like (laughs) right it happens yes you just don't walk around being perfect all the time yeah and society is has really put up pressure on guys and girls for that matter. Absolutely. Because you, I mean, guys look all the time at all these dudes that are fit. Yeah, they didn't do sit-ups. They, I mean, they just have no. high metabolism. and uh, and They're naturally skinny and lifted right. one weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't fucking lose that much weight and look like that. It ain't oh going to happen, God. pal. You're so right, though. What, so right. Speaking of looking up to people, is there an artist that, that you look up to or artists that you look up to that, that you kind of like mold yourself after or maybe want to follow in their footsteps? Some things, not everything. But I do. Um, so the first one that ever influenced me, um, the first time I ever heard her record was when 
Up came out by Shania Twain. It was half country and half pop. Right. And it was the first time I was like, I want to make music like this. This is what I want to do. How she modeled her career, all of just the how creative it was, how just like starstruck it was. But like also then she would go out on stage in a pair of jeans and a tank top. Like loved that. Right. Loved that part of it. I also love huge fan of Lizzo, which is why I do Truth Hurts, yeah. one of my all-time... She's my literal, like, bucket list tour. Want to absolutely open for her one day. Um, I really love Miley Cyrus, too. I think she is firecracker. a firecracker, <laughs> which I love her, but I also, like, obviously don't agree with ton of things she's doing, but she, it, it's truly, it's her. So yeah. it's like... I, I'm into it. I'm like, if that's if that's you, then that's you, and I love that. I think after this, we should like go to Urban Dictionary and look up "no fucks given" because I would guarantee that's that in her, her photos Insta bio. On <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, like what a journey. <laughs> Girl's been all over the place. I didn't realize just until recently she has another sister that's a DJ. Yeah, um, uh, Brandy is yeah. her older sister. Then she has Dakota, which is her younger sister, who's also an artist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love people that are themselves, and I think that's what I look up to most. Is like, especially doing interviews, people are like, you know, where did you learn to sing the way you sing, and where did you learn to write the way you you write? And I'm like, I didn't. I I just did it. It's like, who you are. it's yeah. who I am. It's not like what I tried to model myself after. It's just like how it happened. If you could put together a show, and let's take a headliner. You're in there in the middle somewhere and bring along uh, someone that's newer. Ooh. Who would you love to go out on the road with? So, headliner, mm, I, I'm i a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of T-Swift, just of the empire she built. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, as a businesswoman, bravo. Right. Like, yeah. I, I think that would be unreal and the production level. Do you think she'll ever get a relationship right? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. LOL. <laughs> Shots fired. Pew, pew. Um, I mean, she probably run out of content for her song, so probably not. <laughs> but I would love to see her headline. I would love to open. And then I am such a proponent of believing in baby artists because I, I still am a baby artist, but you know what I mean, like yep. who are just trying to make it. And I have a few people that I know as soon as I get my first headlining tour that I want to take out. Um, one of them is a girl named Sam DeRosa. She's a pop act. Um, she's also one of my best friends. Cool. And look her up, Sam DeRosa. She has the song called Pill for This that was actually on Songland that was on Shane McAnally's show. Right. She was the um, pilot, and it was Charlie Puth's episode. And what a lot of people don't know, and I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. What a lot of people don't know is she didn't get picked with her song because Charlie came up to her and said, this is your song, and you need to release this song it's a disservice for me to release it because it's going to do great things for you. Beautiful. And so that's what I just the like. The trust in The, the trust like, in again. that. Yep. <laughs> See, and so Sam DeRosa is one of my favorite people. And also this girl named Morgan Johnston. Okay. She's in the country space. Um, met her through Jay's sister. She was working at a bar and moved to Nashville. And she's still trying to figure it out, but I think she's an actual superstar. And I just, my goal is to truly, as I go up, Bring everybody that I believe in with All me. All ships rise. Absolutely. I love that motto. Mm -hmm. My buddy Jim up in Utah that does a lot of stuff with I Country love Fan that. Fest. That's Ooh, I'm going to steal that. All boats rise, man. Yep. I mean, if you're, all, if you're all on the same team, mm -hmm. that's kind of a neat thing. And he's a... Uh, I love fucking with him. He loves Applebee's. I don't eat at Applebee's. On a date night. I hate it. <laughs> I've hated Applebee's and Chili's because it's the same fucking place. I just changed the logo. But I always bust his balls. And he was like... Oh, I their went, margaritas are pretty good, though. I don't drink. Oh, dang it. It doesn't Never do me mind. any good. But get I a think, virgin lump. I think what? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I get that no tequila. No te I, my, 
I do drink occasionally, very, very rarely, like maybe twice a year. Yeah, me That's too. That's it. You too. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in Vegas and when I'm not in Vegas, those are the times yeah. that I drink. And I mean, that's just it. only days that end in Y. When are you getting married? Um, October first is our wedding date. Um, Where? I, in Fort Myers Beach. Is that so, Florida? Florida, yes. Okay. So fun story. I'll make it short, but we went down there for the Songwriters Festival. Um, met this group of people because Jay spilled a beer when he was laughing at some guy that he was hanging out with that he met. Some lady offered him to buy him another beer. That us got us like all talking, and you know we all were all like, "Oh, what do you like want to do while you're here?" And we were like, "Oh, we really want to go on a boat," but all of them got booked up because the festival, and they're like, "Oh, we have a boat," and I was like, "Okay, cool." They're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll pick you up and we'll take you out." And then like the after we did it, I was like, "Wow, this is a lifetime movie." If it would have gone wrong, <laughs> but I, she did. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't think about it in that stand, like standpoint. My mom and dad would probably be like, "Kylie, what are you doing?" But I was with Jay, so it's fine. And um, anyway, so they pick us up after our show, and we pull up to this mansion on the water. We go to the backyard, and it's a yacht. And I'm like, this is not a boat. Right. <laughs> big difference. Big boat. Big boat's 24 big boat. feet. Yes. This is a yacht. Exactly. So we go out um, on the yacht. We end up having the best time. And now we go back four times a year. They're pretty much our family. Um, and it was the year that Jay's mom passed away. And so Mama Mary pretty much like adopted us and kind of filled that awesome. role for Jay. And awesome. so we're getting married at their shipyard where they fix all the yachts. And it's right on the water, How and it's, cool go- it's going to be so beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. I think um, Lee Bryce's brother's getting married that same day, Lewis. No way. I, I just I met so. him for the first time not too long ago. I was part of like this thing he does called Lewis Palooza. Yeah. And it was so fun. He's a neat dude. He's, He's super here. sweet. I talk to him every now and then. I get text messages from him with new music and everything. I, I'll tell you that right now, one of my favorite things about what I do is when I get a relationship with an artist. Oh, should I add you to my list of people <laughs> I send my songs to? Dude, I love I love the raw stuff. Okay, um, well, you've been added because <laughs> I always want feedback. So And I'm and I always take it as and I've I've been doing this so like late 1990s, early 2000s, I used to book the House of Blues. I would f- four oh. wallet here and I would bring bands and I would do my own pr- promotions and I would take an artist from a different genre have four or five bands on there because you'd bring 200 this guy would bring 200 next thing you know we got a thousand people in there so we had fun doing that well bands always would want would want to come play well i would have to go see them first to see their music and when i would walk in i'd always say here's the deal when i walk out of here a you asked me to come here b you asked me for my opinion and that's all that it is and i've and i'm i'm i've gone and watched bands before and i couldn't stand the singer but i would love the bass player and the drummer (laughs) I, and I would go watch, and I would tune out. And to this day... And would you be like, get a new singer? <laughs> um, sometimes, or sometimes back in the day, I would take bands apart and put bands together. Love it. And Because I love music, and that's just what I loved doing. And um, I've had my hand in some artists that got signed. Um, I've worked with some big producers in other genres of music that are still huge to well, this day. Well, you know what I love about the role that you play, too, is you're the middleman, and you don't get anything out of it. I no. feel as far as just like as far as like compensation, like as far as just like you do it because you love music and you get to see people, good people meet good people. I, you know what? And I've learned with country. So I've been with Stoney's this December will be 15 years. Oh, wow. And we've been around. They were open three months before so I came I'm to work. I'm assuming you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's music. For me, it's music. And I love all genres of music. I'm not just a country dude. Like my favorite artists are not country, but I listen to everything. Same, actually. But, but Chris came, the guy that owns the place, 
seven, eight years ago, he called me. I've always worked with him. Even when we weren't doing stuff here, we've always worked outside together. He's like, you ready to go do it our way? Well, he grew up in the world of Warrant and and that of those bands and went out on the road with them. Those are his friends. And I grew up with bands like um, The Killers. I helped them get their yep. record deal. No and way. Yeah, what? Yeah, I have a plaque on my wall. Um, yeah, but, you did. Brush your shoulders off. I think... <laughs> I, I did stuff back then f- for the right reasons. I did it because I wanted to help artists get to the next level. And I look at my story with Russell Dickerson here. Like, we started him at 250 people, and now he's he's coming back to town playing for five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people. Do I want him to come back? Yeah. Am I mad that he's not? No. But would I want him to? Absolutely. We yeah. started it here. Like, w- and that's, that's and the, I love that. That's, those are the relationships that I like to build. And when I get that music... Like Sam Grove sent me a song not too long ago and I listened to it and I called him and I said, bro, I said, I, I listened like five times. Who produced this? He goes, why do you ask that? I said, because it's different than your other stuff. He goes, better? And I went, it's good. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. bad, but it's different. There's something different about it. And he goes, dude, this is the first time I've ever gone in and been a co-producer on a song. And oh, you noticed it. And I went, twist the knife. Holy shit. No, I liked it. I oh, was just I like, no, it wasn't bad. <laughs> I no. it was like, ah. <laughs> no, like, I like his music, but it was one of those things where I went back and went, this is, this is different. There's little things in there. And like Scott Stevens, if you listen to his music and you're a musician, which you are, there's so much shit in his music that that little things where he puts himself in a position where it's like, oh my god, this dude loves his job. He loves what he does because he he the little tiny things he puts he puts his mark on are so fucking neat. And I love that too because I'm such a strategic person as far as like I've been planning my career first of all since I was 12, but I'm such a detailed person and like I want everything to be so cohesive that like one day you look back on my career and you're like, oh, that's why she did that then. Yeah. Oh, that's why she did that then. Oh, I get that now. And so I am truly like so respective of people that are just like, they change, but they're also like open. Like I, for instance, I have a manager, her name's Marissa Turk. She's also in my wedding, one of my best friends. And I trust her more than anyone. And you have to continue to surround yourself with people that will be honest with you because you know what happens. And this is what I was told. When you get to a certain level, people that are honest with you that you don't like what they say, you can fire. And then you just have a bunch of yes men around you. Can't and have then that. no growth. No growth. Yeah. So, like, I love that. Yeah. I think you have to be that way. And there's certain things like uh, my buddy, my buddy, Stephen Wesley, had me listen to a song. And I gave him my opinion. And he looked at me and goes, I didn't ask you for my opinion. And I, I felt really weird oh. when he said it. Awkward. And I, and it was very awkward. And I just looked at him and said, "Well, then why'd you play it for me?" I mean, what do you in want me my to say? opinion, if you play a song for anyone, like especially individually, yeah, that's asking for their opinion. Well, it it helped our relationship more than anything. It really did because he understood what I was about, and I understood what he was. I love the dude to death. Talk about a hustler. He's another guy that just he he had a song last year or the year last year. It went to number thirty seven on the Billboard Pop Charts, mm-hmm. unsigned. That's amazing. It hasn't happened in like since the 60s. He went to number 37. Wow. That's unreal. And that's the hustle that he has. Well, that's what I love too is like at the end of the day, when it comes to songs, especially, as a song, I write all my own songs. So as a songwriter, they're all my song babies. I'm partial to all of them. Sure. Um, obviously, I'm, I have like in my bones feeling of like, you know, I believe in this one, I believe in this one. Um, I think this is great. I think this is great. That one's okay. But, like, at the end of the day, I am partial to all of them. So I have to be open to others' opinions because 
I'm not buying my own music. Other people are buying my music. Right. So I need to make sure that I am writing to the demographic. I need to make sure that it's like it's not too, you know, left, right, whatever, as far as just like what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to reach. And that's why you have people around you to give you the honest opinion. Stephanie Quell said something to me a long time ago, and it had to do with her the, the people in her group. If they don't drink the same Kool-Aid as her in regards to being a good person, you're a product of your environment. And that goes twofold. I, I loved that about her. And I've seen people that have been in si- situations where their camp might make make them think that they're bigger than they really are. And oh. that's a horrible, horrible Ow. thing. Horrible Ow. thing. And I always hear this saying, well, some, maybe the artist didn't know. Bullshit. No. You're on the road with these people. You know everything. You need people that have things that tie you down because yeah. it is... Obviously, they're going to build you up, but you you need to be grounded just as much as you need to be lifted. And at the end of the day, like it is so easy to let it go to your head when you have so many people being like, what can I do for you? How can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, oh, you know, well, then I'm this. And it's like, oh, no, honey, you no. still you're still that you're still a human <laughs> yeah. and you can rise just as or you can fall just as fast as you rose. So I think I think that that, that especially in this industry, um, Music across the board, you're only as good as your last. Um, I'm a true believer in that. And as long as you keep progressing, your last is just going to get better and better. You know what's crazy is like, so you know when people are like, how do you feel like you've made it, right? You've never made it because as soon as you make it, you got to make it again. Right. And then you got to make it again and again. And so truly at the end of the day, it is like not a destination. No, it's it, dude, it's it's ever evolving. It has to be. And, like, I want to always evolve. Like, how boring would it be to be like, all right, this is my sound. This is what I do. This is what I will forever be. Like, okay, cool. We'll just listen to your old stuff. Right? (laughs) Are you a a Kaylee Shore fan? Do you you, you know her? Um, She is a not a friend of mine, but an acquaintance of mine, and she's super sweet. We actually just did a Christmas show um, not that long ago together, and she's super cool. I'm a huge fan of hers. Her, she came and played two nights here during COVID. What you, we did this thing where we brought these artists out, and they played two nights acoustic. Oh, cool. We only had 200 seats in the place. Oh, nice. And it, it, was, it was tough. But the first night she played, she said Wait, something. Wait, here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, is it? She, so like, put. Okay. We, 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 bought, we rented chairs got and, it, and got tables, it, got it, got it. and our rule here was that you had to be seated. You couldn't get up. Only so many people at a table. It had to be from the same group of people. So we ended up being able to put 218 people in here. So we started doing shows where we'd bring people out and they'd play Friday and Saturday night. We'd not pay them much, but artists got to do what they got to do. We put them oh. in a hotel and we just did whatever we could do to get normal here. But her first night, she brought up the name Butch Walker. Well, I don't know if you know who Butch Walker is. He um He writes a lot. Uh, he's pop, I would say. But I've flown to Denver just to see the dude. I love the guy. I love his music. I love everything about him. But she said something about him. Our whole interview went about about who this guy was to her in her life. And I think that's what's neat is she didn't stay in one area. She went to her label and they said, hey, if you could have anyone produce this album, who would it be? And she goes, Butch Walker. And the label went, do you, do you know him? And she's like, no, do you? And I'm like, well, no. But somehow everything came together and she got to grow in her own career That's and amazing. go get her album done and now it's so funny when i listened to her album before i even knew he did it i was like god this sounds like butch walker which is to That's me That's crazy. And if i played you old butch walker and then you listened to her album that has amy on it you'd shit your pants because you'd be like oh my god I get the sound, and well, it's, and that's her. You know what's crazy is the same thing happened with Walker Hayes and I. We've been writing since I was fifteen, and when we wrote "Cuss a Little," um, because I came to him with the title, I came to him and I was like, "Look, 
I want to say what everyone else is thinking. I want to literally highlight being a hypocrite. Like, let's just put it all out there. So we wrote this song. Um, what's crazy about this, too, is I was 19 when we wrote it. Came out when I was 25, no, 24. And just two months ago, finally, people, like, paid attention, paid to, attention it. to it. And it's just, like, that's another thing, too. It's, like, that's what I hope to do is create music that doesn't have an expiration date on it. Does that exist anymore? I mean, I don't know. Like, Hold for on. instance, I... Shots fired. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. A little bit. Um, for instance, like, I was just on... Um, I was on the remake of Strawberry Wine with Dina Carter, um, Ashley McBride, Martina McBride, Lauren Elena, and Vince Gill play guitar. Holy cow. Yeah, it was... I got uh, a call from Dina Carter. Were you shitting your pants I, while you're just yes, sitting in there? Absolutely. I, Dina called me and was like, "Hey, is this Kylie?" And I was like, "Yeah." And um, she was like, "This is Dina Carter." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "I think you meant to call Kylie Minogue." <laughs> this is Kylie Morgan. <laughs> I mean, we're close. <laughs> Minogue. And yeah. And so wow. she told me that she wanted my voice on it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, so I literally was in the booth singing "Strawberry Wine." While Dina was in the control room, like making notes and being, I'm like, this, I'm sweating. Like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Um, and then I just got to write a song with her not too long ago. And amazing. That's what's cool too about this industry is like, again, like I said earlier, the people that you look up to then become a part of your story. It's crazy because there's not too many other genres of music where they actually take pride in their own craft by listening to newer artists mm -hmm. and everything like that and just picking up the phone and calling. It's human. It's another human, human. side, but if you went to R&B, hip-hop or anything, or rock for that matter, I, I don't believe that exists. And I think country is probably one of the only genres that super encourages and champions other people in the genre. And what's so cool, too, is like especially being on tour, you realize that like country is... It is everywhere. You know, people think they're like, oh, country, it's only down south. No, no it's yeah. everywhere. Like, for instance, I literally got a message from a girl who's flying in from Hawaii just to see me play tonight. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. I love it. To be able to, like, you have a show somewhere and then people come from all over. Like, that's that's truly an honor. I'm like, people are spending their hard-earned money and time so to come, come to see me play. I do a lot on Country AF Radio. I'm on it. Monday through Friday, 12 to 5. And when I play music of artists that are playing here, I always push the shows that are in Vegas at Stoney's because at some point everyone comes to Vegas. And what other place to come see your favorite artist or an artist that you're that's upcoming that you like or anything? I've got people that I've announced shows that are three, four months out, and they're like, thank you for announcing it early enough. It allows us to put our plans together to come to Vegas. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, But I, I always forget that everybody comes to Vegas at some point. There's a lot more here. Absolutely. Like people come here for the for the food for the gaming, your your time that you're going to be here. What what are you looking forward to do the most outside of playing your show tonight? Like t tomorrow you got a free day in Vegas. What are you looking forward to? I've got a free day. Uh, when is this episode coming out? Um, probably the end of next week. Okay, great. So I can tell you this. So um, you just met my friend Natalie. Yep. Um, and her boyfriend Trevor um is I think he left before you came, but Trevor um is a great friend of ours. So is Natalie. Natalie's in my party in the wedding. Trevor's Jay's best man. Um, and Trevor's proposing to Natalie tomorrow, which is awesome. why everyone came and stayed an extra day. Beautiful. And so where's I he am, doing that at? Uh, in front, front of the Eiffel Tower. That's cool. I know he. She originally wanted Paris, but he was like, we'll I can afford Vegas. this. I can afford we'll this. Do Vegas, <laughs> and I'm just so excited to see their love. I'm also excited because I have manifested this for so long, and I can't believe it's happening. I have always wanted background dancers. Yes. 
And this girl who I met on TikTok used I Only Date Cowboys, my song, as a um, track to one of her um, videos that she was making this custom hat. And it was like this beautiful rhinestone creation. And I commented on it and I was like, oh my God, you're so talented. This is so beautiful. And she was like, oh, I'll send you one. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. So she made this custom I Only Date Cowboys hat, sent it to me. Well, then Jay played Stonies and we were coming out to Vegas. I was like, I would love to meet you. Like, you know, you're Did amazing. Did you meet her last time you were here? So I met her last time beautiful. I was here. And then it turns out she actually manages uh, the Michael Jackson show, tri tribute show here. And so they, she hooked us up with tickets. We went and saw the show. And some of the dancers were just incredible. MJ was incredible. And I was just blown away. And so I texted her when we were coming back. And I was like, hey. Because she texted me. She's like, the whole, MJ uh, the whole MJ cast is coming to watch your show. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I texted no her. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. I was like, I don't want to work on my off night, so I totally get it. But what are the odds of getting some of the girls it's to Vegas. just do like two songs okay. and she they freaked out they were like oh my god absolutely so she created literally custom costumes for the girls did my whole outfit that you will see tonight Beautiful. custom rhinestone cowgirl hat like we are here for it and so we are doing vegas right that's awesome <laughs> that is fucking cool so excited Dude, that's bad. I don't think we've. I'm not trying to think if we've ever had anything like that before, and I don't think we have. Oh, first. here we go. I was, I, you know, like when After Midtown did Papa Roach on there, I was like, that's a first. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've heard some shit before, but that was awesome. It it it, it translated so well. But now we're gonna have dancers. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It's gonna be. Badass. It's gonna be a hell of a night. I'm gonna have to ask my photographer to make sure that he's got some video stuff so we. Oh can... Oh my god, please! Yeah. I, I will absolutely repost it. Obviously, I want that I'm, moment. I'm like, I'm, all I need is my Britney Spears mic, and I'll be like in my yeah. element. <laughs> You're not wearing one of those, are you? Absolutely. <laughs> I would, I would. Shows canceled. Yeah, Show's weird. Canceled. COVID. <laughs> she got it in the interview that we're not going to post. Dead. Oh awesome. My God. Well, okay. thanks again for the time. Tell people how to find you online. Thank you guys so much for listening, Toad. Thank you for having me. Um, please follow me on Instagram, TikTok at Kylie Morgan Music, and you can also find all the things Kylie merch and everywhere to find my music on KylieMorgan.com. And I hope to see you guys at a show really soon. Love it. Thanks again. Thank I tried you. To clean cut, but I had to cut that.